The, the wonderful thing about video communication is that you communicate the state of your nervous system to the person you're talking to. So if you've just gone and shaken your hands and done your deep breathing, if your nervous system is calm, when you're talking to them, then they will pick up that at this subconscious level. But it's also the quality of your voice. When, you're, when your voice is stressed, then it becomes quite monotone. When it's relaxed, then it has this up and down flow to it. It's prosody, it's called. And that is also soothing for the nervous system because it communicates safely. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Episode 87 of the Business Mastermind Podcast. Gavin here and welcome. This is the first of a mini-series within the podcast called Keep Your Boat Afloat, Business Survival Guide for COVID-19 Times. And I'm speaking to Tara Halliday. Tara specialises in neurodevelopment for leaders and helping people, uh, business leaders, overcome imposter syndrome. What we dive into is how you and I and all of us in business and at home sometimes even with the children at home, can calm our nervous system down and still be able to function and think creatively. So Tara provides some really practical and uh, and straightforward strategies to get out of fight and flight or freeze and so that we can be in a position where we can help lead our teams and be effective uh, whilst working from home. So straight into the episode with Tara Halliday, around the things that we can do to calm our nervous system and get out of fight or flight. Hello and welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Gavin here and today I've got a special guest, Tara, Tara Halliday. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast uh, today. Uh, Tara, before we sort of get into talking about uh, the impact on our working lives at home um, due to the coronavirus, the impact that it's having on our, uh, our sort, of, sort of mindset and psychology, could you just sort of introduce yourself, your area of speciality and uh, how it is that you help people? Oh, yes. Thanks, Kevin. And I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. So um, my speciality is around helping people, uh, helping high performers, very successful people really cope with imposter syndrome which is a very specific thing. It's the secret feeling of being a fraud and it's the fear of being found out. And it affects um, 70% or more of high achievers at some point in their lives. Okay, right. so the context is I've been in this arena for over 20 years yes. and um, I've written a book about it for coaches to help coaches help people with imposter syndrome so I can right. help as many people as possible. Before that, I was in the engineering space and uh, I have a PhD in engineering. So wow. I've got this, you know, scientific practical side and yeah. this helping people deal with something that, that really affects them on a deeply emotional level. So, Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And how, how this relates to what we're talking about today is that the very first thing to do with somebody who's suffering from imposter syndrome is to calm the nervous system down because the... Our, our nervous system goes into a state of fight or flight 
or freeze. And that's our natural physiological response to uh, a threat situation. Okay. And in the context of COVID-19, then what we're looking at is a dramatic change to the way that we're working, dramatic change to uh, the prospects of us in terms of our survival, in terms of just getting food, getting toilet paper has come up, but in terms of our business as well. So leaders are going to be looking not just at themselves and their family, but looking after their team members, their employees, and then further on their customers and their suppliers. So it's the entire network that's affected. And that's that's a very big change and we can respond, the, the nervous system will respond as a this is a threat. And that's when that causes problems. So um, what advice can you give people, you know, business owners, leaders who have got uh, concerns about their business, about their employees, about their own personal family members and friends? What what, what advice or help can you suggest to them to, to manage the fight or flight or freeze response? Yeah, well, the, the, the fight or flight or the freeze response is so important to be managed because what it does is when we're in that, in that state of mind, um, our brain patterns change and we don't get as much energy to the front of our brains, the prefrontal cortex. This is the thinking and planning and decision-making part of the brain. And there was a study done at Princeton University where people um, in the chronic stress situations that would trigger the fight or flight and not same people uh, separated by different events and they measured their IQ and their IQ dropped by 13 points when wow. they're in the fight or flight. So here's the science that's backing up yes. the brain patterns that have been observed with a specific measurable. So if, if your IQ is reduced by 13 points, you're not going to make those good decisions. You're going to make them from a reactive place, you're going to make them from a fearful place or a stick in the hand, sticking a head in the sand place. So this isn't going to help you. So the first thing you, that you can do to help everyone around you is to first manage that fight, fight or freeze response. Great. So that <laughs> sort of begs the next question is, what useful tips do you usually work with clients to help them to manage that? Yes, right. So, um, there are two there are two separate parts. There's a fight or flight, which is where we're literally in this panic to run away and that, that's um our blood pressure goes up, um our, our temperature goes up, um uh, our, our muscles get ready to, to either fight, run away or fight. Um and we get a we get this almost like paranoia. I'm not going I'm not going to say it's paranoia, but we get this looking out for the threat. It's like it's like there's a siren going on in your head that's this high alert saying there's a fire somewhere look for. So you're looking for the fire. So emotionally you might be more reactive. You might find yourself getting anxious or you might find yourself getting angry. So that's the fight or flight response. And what happens then is that there's this flood of uh, a stress hormones, the cortisol and adrenaline, both at the same time flooding through your system, your very first thing to do is get rid of that. And you can do that, and we're talking very physical, you can just shake your hands, shake your whole body. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's, so if you've ever seen on the television where a deer escapes being chased down by a lion, you'll see yeah. it's kind of walking afterwards, and then it could be just twitching. And that is the physiological response to get rid of and flush out the 
process of transforming in the body. Wow. So the first thing is to shake your hand, shake your back like a dog, like stand up, shake yourself for yeah, a couple, a couple yeah. of minutes till, you, till you're out of breath. Obviously, if you have an injury, you're going to Sure, of course. But that's the first part. But that's something really simple and obviously very effective. Yes. And and if you're finding that you um, that you have to step out, it's something that you can do very quickly as well. In in the moment, right. you can say, can you excuse me a moment? You know, if this is a meeting or something, can you excuse me a moment, I just have to go to the bathroom. And you, you shake out that stress moment because it'll allow you to think better. And then what you would do would be do some deep breathing. So that calms the nervous system down. So that would be the breathing. And is there any particular tips specifically around uh, around breathing technique that you could advise? Yeah, so there's a, a very good one, which is the box breath, which is used by the special forces to calm their nervous system when they're in a high-tech situation, which is you, you, you breathe in for a count of four, you hold for a count of four, out for a count of four, and hold the temporal forces like up, up, down, up, down. This one's called box breath. That's a very good one. Um, if that one doesn't suit you, then there's another one which is to breathe in for a count of four and then breathe out for a count of seven. So it's a long, slow exhale. And all, all, all we're doing here is we're communicating to the nervous system that there is no threat here. We don't, we don't need, there's no fire, there's no tiger, there's no snake. Yeah, there's no immediate threat. So, and then you can look around the room and just, just name the things you see. You know, there's the computer, there's the desk, chair. And this, again, communicates to yourself on a very primal level that, you know, there's no danger around you. And that will work in the fight or flight response down. Now, when you get to the freeze... <laughs> Yes. Now, now, when you get to the freeze, the freeze is the deer in the headlights response. Yep. It's, it's, and how we experience that um, as people is that we might feel cold, we might feel um, literally paralyzed, you know, so we might feel that we have brain fog, we can't think clearly, um, we might procrastinate, literally put our head in the sand, and we might start to feel hopeless. And if it went on for a long time, that might be too depressive feelings as well. So that that helpless collapse is the, the freeze response. And the way to deal with the freeze response is to, to start with some breathing. So that's that slow breathing. But breathing would be more more of an emphasis on the in breath to give you more more energy. What you want is more energy. You want to get past that block, that freeze and start moving again. So you might do something like walking slowly in a circle for a minute okay. or two just to get the body moving as a way to say, it's okay, we can move, we can move. You know, it's not going to, you know, the tiger isn't going to pounce because we've moved. Yeah, so that's that's what we're, we're, we're thinking about. And that's in terms of then if it's procrastination that you've been doing, then you would do very, very small things. So say you've got a, a, you know, one big task to do, break it down into the smallest thing and then do that. You give yourself permission then to stop. And so by breaking it down into small things, then you can get to it. And, and then in that moment, you, all you're focusing on is the very next step, the, ne the next small thing on that list. That's it, yes. So you've got the pattern right. there. And, and walking in a circle, you're focusing on 
the next step, the next step. It's that, that same idea. Hey, Gavin here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this mini series within the Business Mastermind podcast entitled Keep Your Boat Afloat, Business Survival Guide in COVID-19 Times. If you're getting value from this, please do share it across your social media networks and to your business colleagues and acquaintances because I've gone out and got a number of guests lined up that will really help such as the MD of the British Business Bank, a business disaster planning specialist, people around marketing and around mindset at this crucial time, including an Olympic athlete. So there's some really fantastic and really high caliber content coming your way, designed to help and support you through these challenging times. I've also put together a PDF entitled the same, Keep Your Boat Afloat, a business survival guide during COVID-19 times. You can get that free at bit.ly, keep your boat afloat. So you go to this link, bit, or this URL, sorry, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat, all lowercase, all one word, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. I cover eight areas around employees, cash strategies, the supply to your business, suppliers, your customers, pivot and adapt, your marketing, your mindset, and your community. You'll get a lot of value from that as well in support of, in addition to what you'll find listening to this mini series, Keep Your Boat Afloat. So that URL again, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. And most of all, take care and look after those closest to you. One of the things that I think will increasingly unfold, and particularly if we move into a, a situation of lockdown, is that there is so much taken out of the control of the hands of the control of, of a business owner. So, uh, you know, there's some service businesses can offer a service digitally or remotely, mm-hmm. but if you're in a manufacturing business and you, you know, you need raw materials, ingredients, and people to a joined together in a factory to make something you haven't got a business um and that's causing a whole level of in in some of my clients that's causing a whole level of concern and stress and um i'm trying to get them to think about well i am getting them to think about you know this is a period of refresh and hibernation what is it you're going to be doing through this hibernating period so that you can come out the other side ready Mm -hmm. um But the fear is one of, am I going to lose everything that I've worked, you know, X number of decades for? And what about basic, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, basic survival requirements? Yeah. Uh, So when all this is mounting, I can can absolutely see the things that you've just suggested around the breathing and... And, and shaking out the anxiety or the, or, or, or the fight or flight adrenaline and cortisol um, can be helped. What about when they find one thing on, stacking one thing on top of another in their mind that's taking that worry to a whole level that they may have never had to that level before? Yes, I, I, I get it because we're talking about it's not just you, it's not just your family, it's not just your company, it's the entire economy. And, and I think that last week we were in a very different situation. I know you and I had a conversation last weekend and literally yep. the world looked different because it was exactly that. How is anyone going to last? You know, how can I go to my suppliers? Because how are their suppliers going to last? And how are their suppliers? Sure. It's, it's everyone. So on Friday, last Friday when the government announced the, um, the 80% uh, of their wages paid to um, employees that was then 
a big sigh of relief. Now, it doesn't help the people who are, you know, self-employed and, and, and the individual people. And there's a lot of people that still need the help. Because somebody, for example, in a manufacturing business, they know that they will be able to have their employees. And it's not just, you know, feed themselves, which is crucial, but it's also looking forward into the future. How are we going to do when everything writes itself, when we're let back out of our homes to, to get on with things, we can start manufacturing again because you still want that labor force there. You still want all that skilled team around you. You still want your, your, your suppliers to be operating well. And I think what the government did there was to, to help there. So I would say in terms of how do you manage that mounting anxiety, You'd look to what support you have. So look at any anywhere you can, and you know the government have also announced things like the you know tax and rates and and, and, and different offerings, and they may come up with more in the future. Um, but in terms of um, managing that that long term anxiety, try not to let it mount too far. Try not to let it mount to go too far in the future. Because what will happen is that you'll trigger the part of the brain that's looking for threat. You'll be back in that fight or flight or freeze state. And then your ability to even plan for the future has gone down by 39 IQ points. So it, it's focusing on the here and the now. It's the breathing and it's noticing and looking and paying attention to the support that you do have. Yes. Rather than letting a thought process escalate or snowball out of control. That's it. Yes. The things that, the thing, look to the things that you can control and try and control and, and, and recognize them. One of the things that you can, tr- can control is your schedule every day. Yeah. You know, people are getting used to now working from home in, in whatever capacity, whether it's just a, a short amount of time or, or, you know, a whole day working at, at home, depending on their business. Um, and what you need to do uh, in, in that situation is structure your day so that you are exerting control of, around in your environment so that you're communicating to your nervous system that I'm doing something here. It's not hopeless. It's not helpless. So that's, that's really um, the key there. And, of course, with that working from home for many, uh, myself included, uh, we've got a dimension of, uh, trying to be productive with young children at home. Yes, yes, and 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 what and that's going on. I mean, la- I mean, this is why the world's changing. Last week it was just working from home. This week the schools are closed, and it's working from home with children. So it's you create. You need to create structure for the whole family. I would say one of the things that's, that would be really valuable for families is to make sure that they have their meal times together with all electronics switched off. Right. So actually making that face-to-face communication. And it's, it's not just because that's going to be you know, healthy for us emotionally, but it's from the same level of the hyperflight, the nervous system regulation. One of the ways that we regulate our nervous system, that is we stay out of the fight, fight, or freeze, is we do it through other people's faces. So we, we look at other people's faces and we have little neurons in our brain that mirror the expression. So people communicate completely out of 
be conscious arena, completely unconsciously, but a very deep level, and we're looking out for, is, is, is death threat or am I safe? And so if, if everybody is looking into each other's eyes and communicating, yes, we're safe, then the whole family is going to be happier, but it's going to be calmer. The kids are going to be calmer because they know there's something going on. How much you tell them depends on their age uh, without frightening them. The best way you can communicate safety to them, it's all right, everything's going to be okay, is by you, by you making that eye child contact. Particularly in teenagers, there's a tendency to isolate and go and stay in their room. But what they need on a physiological level is that face-to-face contact. That uh, that's phenomenal advice, and uh, I've now you say it makes complete sense. And I suppose at a time also where you've got increased, probably increasing amount of time on screens on social media, and some of the fight and flight stuff is being played out on on okay. social media now more than ever is there's a safe space around the around the dinner table isn't that you need to create and yeah. i think that's fascinating about looking into your eyes because whether you're aware of or not your children are taking uh, unconscious cues from you as to whether they're safe or not yes yeah and of course when you communicate that then they can calm down and you'll be more <laughs> more able to get on with your work because they won't be running around with their nervous systems activated. Right. Now, um, we are tribal creatures, aren't we, from, from uh, origin? And we get together in family units, we get together in groups of friends or, or, or colleagues or indeed sporting team members. That's obviously being massively curtailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts around how some of those needs can still be met when you may well be in isolation within the boundaries of your own property? Yeah, I, I think that's a really important point because that, that isolation that we will then be, be getting is going to affect us, as you say, at that tribal level, very primal level, which is survival. So it's going to, isolation will create that, that panic. So the way we can do it is to continue to communicate. Ideally, video is great. Video communication is fantastic. Much, much better than a phone call. And a phone call is much, much better than a text or an email. So if you're used to doing a lot of your um, communication with your colleagues through email around work matters and then meeting up, you know, for a coffee break or for lunch or something like that, then you can't have that meeting up. So do more of your communication by video and then you'll, you'll, you'll get that, that dose from each other of, of connection that will again calm the nervous system. And equally, that should be between family members and, say, elderly relatives that you can't see and also encouraging uh, children to, to speak via video calls with their friends. Yes, that's absolutely perfect. Because yeah, that, that's how we, as a, community, as a community, can continue to communicate. And we are so fortunate that we have all the social media, the video conferencing capabilities now because... If we had this a hundred years ago, Goodness, yeah. then it would be a very, very different situation. And there would be more uh, trauma generated within the population as a result of what we're going through. The more we can communicate. And I would actually say proactively reach out to 
members of the family, work colleagues maybe that you don't often talk to, just make sure that you reach out like that, keep everyone connected, and certainly as a leader, that's the way that you'll be doing more of this reassurance just by your presence that everything is going to be, it's going to be different, but we're going to get through it. So one, I would imagine that one of the tendencies could be uh, in a period of this uh, concern, st- high level of stress, dealing with um, the here and the now of trying to save your business is that you may not be visible enough to your team members, to your employees, or linking yeah. back to the imposter syndrome point, you might not feel that you have what it takes to be that reassuring or even inspirational or calming leader. What mm-hmm. thoughts have you got around around being visible and also sh- enabling you to put your imposter stuff to one side to just show up and be present? I would say that, well, the first thing is always to calm your nervous system with those techniques that I said, because you're not going to be able to achieve anything until you do that. And then once you have that, um, just create, um, just create a, a, a schedule around it. So, so rather than leaving it till, oh, I should call so-and-so, actually have them written down, who you're going to call, make, make those plans to call them. And if, you know, if you want to be visible to your team, you can have obviously group meetings as a team. You can encourage your teams to work together and also you make sure that you have that connection with your team. So you might be talking to them more than you might normally do in, 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 a, in a normal working day because, as I said, often there's the emails going through as well. So being um, <laughs> reaching out, again, by video conference or video calls mm-hmm. uh, is clearly going to help. Uh, yes. So the key then is, is, is do calm your nervous system I think we're, we're probably emphasizing just reaching out as a caring and compassionate human being as opposed yeah. to be thinking I've got to be a super inspirational leader at this moment. It's not about that, is it? No, no. Uh, it, the, the wonderful thing about video communication is that you, can make, you, that you communicate the state of your nervous system to the person you're talking. So if you've just gone and shaken your hands and done your deep breathing, if your nervous system is calm, when you're talking to them, then they will pick up that at this subconscious level. But it's also the quality of your voice. When, you're, when your voice is stressed, then it becomes quite monotone. When it's relaxed, then it has this up and down flow to it. It's prosody, it's called. And that is also soothing to the nervous system because it communicates so um what are your thoughts around some of the noise that's going on on social media now because some of it could be helpful but some of it could be harmful in terms of your mental health and 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 getting you into a state of fight or flight have you got any sort of pointers or advice around that yeah the the thing to do is pay attention to your own state so pay attention to um if you're feeling anxious or suddenly worried or, or, or if there's anything that you're starting to feel a little bit compulsive, like you have to watch the nine o'clock news and the ten o'clock news and the six o'clock okay, news. Yeah. If you if you're finding that that you're listening to the same kind of um, panic advice, say because there is panic advice. Oh my gosh, you need to you know go and strip the supermarkets bare of food because the world's falling apart. You know that's that's the panic thing. Um, 
you can also temper that with um, facts. If the facts are useful to you, then look at the facts and go and, and, and find out, you know, what's going on, what you can do, because in, we've been given lots of guidance around what we can do, so look at what you can do as well. And then if you find that you're getting too stressed with that level of information, then ramp it back and, and give yourself digital breaks. On the other hand, if you're going into the freeze state, then it's going into the stick your head in the sand state. So there what you want to do is, again, just make sure that you schedule a time to just check up just on the headlines just to see if there's something like, a wonderful new government initiative that's going to be really okay. helpful because yeah. you don't want to miss out on that news. So it really is a point of tracking yourself, monitoring how you're doing, and responding to that. And that really is the essence of flexibility and resilience. Resilience is a really key word I think you just mentioned because this isn't going to be uh, a one or two week thing, is it? It's, it's, it's looking mm -hmm. like it could be 12 or even more weeks. And... Mm -hmm. We kind of possibly haven't even got to week one of those twelve yet. Um, what what thoughts have you got around helping people to 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 bolster that resilience over over you know metaphorically the marathon that's ahead? I, I would say this would be a time to be more conscious of caring for yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. So make sure that you do things like get good sleep, like um, keep yourself hydrated. You know, it sounds so basic. Get out, get and do some exercises, whether it's at home, you can be, make, your, make a makeshift gym and you can be lifting you know, heavy things, heavy bits of furniture, the chair rather than weight, something like that. Um, and uh, of course, watch your diet and the things like uh, sugar is very bad for your adrenals, which is what generates the cortisol, the stress hormone. So if you can, now might be the good time to go on that health diet. Now is the good time because people, just by not having their commute, will have more time on their hands. So that might be a way to fill that time in a structured way. And the other thing to do mentally is, is to learn something. You know, when, when we've settled down, when we've got things normal, maybe in three or four weeks' time, you know, learn, take a, take a program, take a, take a course, learn a language, you know, um, learn, learn a, a musical instrument, something like that, just to keep you ticking off goals because we're in this holding pattern at the moment and we, as you say, we might be for quite some time. We have to feel like we're still moving forward. We're moving forward in terms of those, um, you know, think growth things, you can do self-development programs. We feel like we're moving forward, then that's also going to make us feel more empowered, more powerful, therefore less helpless, and therefore we'll be calmer. Brilliant. And now one of those things that somebody may choose to work on is uh, their own imposter syndrome. Yeah, two, so two things. What practical things can people do as a piece of personal development to work on if they think, feel they suffer from imposter syndrome? Mm. And secondly, what resources can you signpost uh, what, uh, them to in terms of what they, might, that they could use to help them with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, just in terms of information. So um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, Tara Halliday, 
and um, I write articles and I put posts up regularly about imposter syndrome, about the nervous system. I have a book that uh, was published in um, 2018 called The Coach's Guide to Imposter Syndrome. So if you're mentoring people, then that would be a great resource for you to be able to help members of your team with imposter syndrome, which, which, is, um, which is great. And then the, the third part would be to work on your own imposter syndrome. So I have an eight-week program that I run. It's a training and coaching program. It's one-to-one and it's already all remote digital. So there's, you know, there's, um, there's the training part is by um, video that you can look in bite-sized amounts. You can, you can do what you want. There's personalization of it with email and then there's the one-to-one coaching using Zoom, which I think is becoming one of the most popular pieces of software in the world. I think so. I think that's what businesses whose revenue and profitability will have gone off the charts, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Okay, and so um, what's the URL or what's your website where people can find out more about that course? Yes, it's the the URL is completesuccess, it's all one word, .co.uk. Completesuccess.co.uk. And if people want to connect with you on LinkedIn, for example, and follow your articles, it's Tara Halliday, H-A-L-L-I-D-A-Y. Yes, that's right. Tara, search for me. thank you so much uh, for A, being able to, to, to jump on this uh, mini-series, um, keep your boat afloat during COVID-19 uh, times uh, so promptly. And um, I, I got a huge amount from that. I've learned a lot. And I know the listeners to the Business mm-hmm. Mastermind podcast will have learned a lot. And the, the thing that I think I, I love the most about what you've just discussed is you've taken what could inherently be very complex and you've made some very practical, straightforward suggestions that people can implement. And I think that's powerful. Wonderful. Our absolute pleasure. I'm delighted to, to help. Thank you, Tara. All right. Thanks a lot, Jenna. Take care. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.